Good morning, guys. It's Emmett. Um, so I was asked last night if I do uh, an episode about starting a podcast, and normally I'd shy away from such a meta topic, but uh, in light of what I think is this strange circumstance where it's actually probably a good move for a lot of people to start putting out more content than ever. Um, I thought it was worth describing my journey in making a podcast, uh, both to lay out what I did and what I didn't do and how it has worked out with some pretty uh, clear numbers for you, I hope. So currently, I have been doing a daily podcast every single day, with the exception of when I'm on vacation and don't have cell service. If I'm on vacation and I do, then I do. I've been doing it every single day since a year ago from, a year from last October. So about a year and a half now, which means I probably got somewhere around 500 episodes at least. And usually they've been short. I think I started out trying to just end it at five minutes. Um... Occasionally they've been longer. They've been sort of inching up more towards five to ten minutes on average, I would say. And like anything, it started with just a handful of people listening. I probably would get, you know, 15 people that would listen to it at the beginning per day. Um, And that was with a substantial following of thousands of people on Instagram with, you know, a small portion transferred over. And these days, it depends. With the initiatives that I've been doing, it's actually doubled my listenership. Uh, The last couple days, I've been getting about 75 people listening on each day, and then each individual episode is passing 100 to 150 listens within a day or two. Um, Last month, before I was doing the initiative, it was more like 35 to 50 people would listen on a given day, and it would maybe hit 100 in a couple of days to a week. Now, these might seem like small numbers uh, in the scope of so many people who have way more of a listenership, but when I described it to my daughter on an episode that I did with her, and I said, you know... 45 people listened to the one yesterday. She said, 45 people? And when I stopped to think about how many people 45 people is, that's a lot of people who are taking the time to listen to what I have to say and and to do so day after day after day. Um, So I think we can forget how what an impact we can have if we are in the ears of 50 people a day. Uh... Uh, because we're comparing ourselves to, you know, something unrealistic, like somebody who gets listened to thousands and thousands of times a day. That's just not important. Um, What is important is the discipline of it for me. And I think it wouldn't be worth doing a podcast if I hadn't found a way to do it very simply, and if I didn't have an ulterior reason for doing it, aside from building my personal brand or reputation. 
for me, it's incredibly helpful to have some sort of venue for articulating these ideas out further so that I don't just have them and think, eh, you know, and then it passes and I don't write it down or anything, but that I am pushed each day to dive deeper into something and explore it a little more. It's both, I found it very helpful when I was writing my last book, um, but it's also just helpful for me as a human being. So in many ways, it's a form of meditation. One of the ways that I've been able to do it every day is by keeping it super stripped back. I used to try and upload background music because I'm an admirer of those highly produced podcasts that always have background music. And then I recognized that that was doubling the time it took me each day to do the podcasts and that I was, it was starting to feel repetitive because the background music was always the same and that I might just be better off. I actually had somebody tell me, hey, I liked it when there was no background music and it just felt more raw, more real. Similarly, I've never tried to edit out any of the stuff. So when you hear me yell at my dogs to stop eating horse poop or chat with the neighbor, I might, if I feel like I need to chat with somebody for a while, stop the recording and restart it later. But for the most part, I prefer to keep it running and let you just hear everything that happens. Occasionally, I will record an episode only to recognize that I was just really disorganized or all over the place or didn't really have anything to say and I'll stop it, delete it, and then try to regroup my thoughts and come back with something else. But I don't let a bad recording set me back so that I don't immediately get back on the horse and record something. And even on days when I have forgotten to do it or just never found a chance to do it, I'll step out on the porch. I actually did my shortest one ever the other day. It was just a minute. And it was just me being out on the porch listening to the night sounds and appreciating them for what they were. And so it doesn't have to always be profound, but for me it has to be every day, otherwise I'll lose the habit. Um, uh, I work best when I just have sort of clear expectations of like, you do this every day. Um, And so that has worked well for me. The only reason that I can have a podcast at all is because of this app called Anchor. A-N-C-H-O-R, which is who... Uh, it's just the platform that supports my podcast and puts it up on all the places you find your podcasts. And I record everything within the Anchor app. It's just one button to record. And then I click, I'm done. And then I click upload, a couple other things, enter a title, and boom. I'm done. Uh, and when I first, I, I thought for a couple years about getting a podcast, about starting a podcast. And I kept making it too complicated. I kept thinking, oh, I need to soundproof a room. Oh, I need to have an external microphone. Oh, maybe I should interview people. Oh, maybe it should be about this topic that's going to require me to do some research. And I think if I had put any of those barriers... First of all, those barriers were keeping me from starting in the first place. But if I had put any of those barriers up the podcast would have been very short-lived. And I think the reason I've been able to keep going for so long and really reach some interesting places that I wouldn't have otherwise explored 
is because I kept it as simple as I possibly could. And I even kept the concept of it simple. The fact that it's called Emmett Audio is not an accident. It's not me not being able to come up with a snappier name. It's recognizing that the whole point of this thing is it's for people who already know who I am and maybe want to hear my thoughts. And that's it. And the freedom that that gives me is to explore whatever my thoughts happen to be. And I think, honestly, that's a smart move for anyone starting out because I think realistically we don't know what we're going to want to be talking about in five years. And if you start a show called The Banana Show because you're all about bananas right now and you're convinced that they're like the health foods of the gods and it's the thing that you're pushing and you've got banana endorsements and all that stuff, what happens in five years when you decide that bananas are not the food of the gods? You drop those endorsements and yet here you are having built a show and a reputation that's based around this idea and not around you. And so... It used to be that I would look at people who had started a show that had their name in it and think, oh, how weird. You know, the Gary V. Audio Experience, the Aubrey Marcus podcast, the Joe Rogan show. I mean, some of these I listen to, some of them I don't. The point is, they're actually kind of brilliant in the sense that they can do whatever they want with them. They can stay with them their entire lives and build into something far greater than if they had had to pivot and rebrand and all this stuff. Because what you're signing up for when you listen to them is you're signing up for the person. Now, one of the main reasons I wanted to start a podcast in the first place was I recognized that all of my eggs were in the Instagram basket. I had a website, but it didn't really have much going on. Well, that's not true. I had a blog, but it wasn't at all clear, you know, how many people were seeing the blog, what purpose it served. In fact, the blog was really serving the purpose that the podcast became. Um, and I've recently rejiggered my blog to be a place where I share gardening tips. In this moment, it'll, it, who knows what it'll be in five years. But I wanted to both leverage myself outside of Instagram in a way that wasn't quite as... Mm, I always feel uncomfortable when the leveraging happens by essentially creating an email list. And then you sign up for some free stuff in exchange for getting an email from somebody, you know, a newsletter from somebody where they're going to basically promote themselves. That always felt a little weird to me. I wanted to instead find a way to leverage myself where I could give away my knowledge and share my thoughts in a way that was completely generous and without an ask. And I know as a maker, I personally love listening to podcasts. They're my constant companion throughout the day. Uh, and I listen to a whole bunch of them. And I really value what they bring to my life. And so I saw a podcast as a pretty natural extension of somewhere where I could share my thoughts in a fluid way that was slightly different than writing, even though I write in a pretty fluid way. And 
hopefully it would make me better at speaking extemporaneously as well, something that has proven to be true, which I didn't know was going to be useful back when I started it. But since having a book out, it turns out that people want me to give talks, not in these times, but they want me to give talks. And certainly in this last year, it has been quite useful to have had all the practice of every single day giving a 10-minute talk that's off the cuff where I learn to recognize my habits of saying mm, uh, mm, and get rid of them and hopefully learn some good habits about intonation and organization and all that stuff and how to flow from one idea to the next in a way that is engaging. It seems to have worked because I've had people come up to me at the end of some of my talks and say, wow, how did you learn how to do that? And I learned how to do that from doing a daily podcast. So in many ways, the podcast is also like an exercise regime that gives me the calisthenics for this skill that is useful in other ways. So it's many things. It is uh, a way for me to give back and share what I know in a generous way. It is a way for me to leverage attention off of Instagram. It's a way for me to practice this skill, uh, practice many skills. And, uh, and the key to doing it has been to find a way that was low enough in what it was asking me of me each day that I could keep doing it and finding a, a, a frequency of doing it that also supported that habit. So for me, that's short, unedited, raw uh, podcast that I do every day. And I found that just doing them when I walk the dogs is a good fit. I have enough cell service. I don't think I did when I started, but cell service has improved the last year. I think when I started, I would just step outside the house a lot of times. And you can sometimes in the early episodes hear my voice shaking because I'm cold and standing on the front porch. Uh, but walking the dogs is really helpful. I've tried doing podcasts while I'm carving. That's a whole other skill. I can chat with people now when I'm carving. I can teach when I'm carving. But trying to have a thought, well, uh, let's go. Leave the horses, let's go. Trying to have, trying to have a thought that I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say the way I do when I'm teaching and I'm trying to actually explore something is a lot harder to do when I'm carving. There's something about just walking a familiar stretch of road that gives me that meditative state where I can kind of unwind into that. It probably helps that I rarely see people on my walk. It's certainly jarring to have to stop and interact with people and then get back into my flow of mind. So that might not work for everybody, but if you are in that situation where you have self-service, but you're in a place where you can be away from other people, that's quite helpful. And then the dog walk naturally imposes a limit on it. So I don't find myself cruising into, you know, 45 minutes of talking because I just happen to be sitting in my room and get going. Not that there's a problem with that, but for me, it keeps it, you know, 25, 30 minutes is definitely the max because that's how long my dog walk takes. 
let me think. Is there anything else that I think would be worth talking about? Ah, um, I don't ever foresee wanting to get sponsors for my podcast. And part of that is because, as I've articulated before, I don't want to give up that trust that people have in me by by basically asking them to sit through an ad every time they want to listen. Uh, and I can achieve that by keeping the podcast extremely lean. It's just me. There's no sound engineer. There's no editing. It doesn't take more of my time than however long it takes to create it. And then a few more minutes to post it. And these days post a little thing to Instagram. Ooh, I should talk about that. So... As most of you know, for the last two days, I have been doing uh, this thing on Instagram where I post a screenshot of uh, what it looks like when I post the thing on Anchor, and I basically use it to create a space for people to share their own thoughts and comments in a way that is more helpful. Recognizing that most of my audience is coming from Instagram, and recognizing that commenting and creating a thread of comments that other people can get value from is really difficult within the Anchor app, within most apps, I think, largely because it's not going to get eyeballs there. Um, on the suggestion of Amy Leak, um, I decided to try and create a, a space where we, as a community, can have um, a more thoughtful discussion about some of these ideas and people can share their own ideas, uh, which has already started happening. People have shared some really fantastic points on the last two episodes already. And I decided to do it uh, as a post because it asks the least time constraint of me and also creates, uh, uh, it creates a lasting document that other people can find Asynchronously, I'm not trying to create a place where everyone either is there or they miss it. So, because I know that that bugs me when I know it's happening and I just, you know, everyone's life is different. We're all spread around the world. Whether someone can see something in a given moment is seems pretty random. And I wanted to create something that would last. So, uh, I think that's a great... I mean, so far, the data shows me that that's a great hack that I think other people could do, along with promoting your podcast on your social media, however you do it, maybe consider using that social media where you have the most eyeballs to create a space, a post or a tweet or uh, whatever, that, um, that can create a space for your community to actually have a comment thread that everyone can see and read. Because that's really um, a valuable thing to give your listeners. I think if I saw other podcasts that I enjoy listening do that on their feeds, I would be A, more likely to follow them on their feeds, B, more likely if I was following them on their feeds but hadn't listened to their podcast to go listen to their podcast if they made it easy, and C, I would just find it really valuable and feel like I was much more a part of a community to have that. I know a lot of them probably already do on different social media accounts. Um, probably a lot of them do that. Places that are probably just a podcast probably do that because what else are they going to post about? Um, 
at any rate, if you're not just a podcast, but you have a social media feed and you're thinking of starting a podcast, I think it's worth doing, even though it doesn't, it makes your feed not look quite as beautiful because otherwise, what the heck's the point? What are we doing here? So that's my advice. Make your podcast just your name. Uh, Keep it short. Keep it sweet. Keep it daily if that's what gets you doing it. Keep it raw and unedited. Keep that bar super low for you to jump over each day. And just start doing it. Because the value comes from doing it uh, in the first place and sticking with it. And like anything, it takes a while to build. And you could go all in. You could do all the marketing, do all the hashtagging, do all the stuff to try and get an amazing first guest and make a, you know, make a podcast like there are so many podcasts out there. But honestly, unless you're looking for a job, and even then, how are you going to make money doing it? Uh, That feels like a lot of work with a pretty uncertain return on your investment. Whereas this is very little work with a guaranteed return for me on my investment in terms of what I learn about myself, what I can give back to the community, and I'm sure that it has led to uh, various support for my business as a business. Uh, And for that, refer back to, was it yesterday's? Maybe it was the day before, where you should have a business besides your podcast. Don't make your podcast your business. Have a business and that and let your podcast be someplace where you are just generous. As always guys, thanks for listening. Let me know what you think over on the post on Instagram. And we'll talk tomorrow.